Ladies and gentlemen, welcome on into the 40K segment of the Wide World of Wargaming. I am your host, Vincent Morgano. Joining me as per the usual, Mr. Ben Neal. Happy to be here. And because Schwartz is out for just a few more weeks, we have elected to bring on uh, my somewhat doppelganger slash psychic twin brother slash best friend in the whole wide world, Anthony Diamore. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's going on? Uh, we also brought him in because I haven't been salty enough lately, and we needed someone to fill up our supply uh, with the <laughs> new edition. We've been too positive out. lately. We, we have been too positive for a long time, strictly speaking. Um, Anthony has said that he is not a fan of where this is going, so we absolutely are having him on. Um, we are just going to be talking about the three, ne- the three latest rule leaks we've gotten from Games Workshop about ninth edition, the new flyer rules, the new terrain rules, and the new blast rules. Before we jump into any of this, I want to say one thing about each one of these things. The blast rules are not nearly as helpful as I thought they were going to be. I love the new line of sight rules. And Ben tells me the new flyer rules didn't really change shit. So who knows what's going to happen there? Well, as far as movement, they didn't change much. Okay. As far as Uh, interacting with the flyers themselves. So why don't we start there since flyers were – one of the most ridiculous and un I don't know how you would say it, unnatural rule sets ever in any game I've ever played in eighth edition. I mean like like truly having an effect outside out above their cost, just in terms of game state. Would that yeah, be I mean, they, They've never really fit well just because they don't fit to the scale. Yeah. But then they're sweet models, which is a shame that they always have issues. The, the only ones that ever really fit to scale, and that's and this is even arguable, were like the are, are the ones that have the, the have the equivalent of hover, or back yeah. in the day would have been would have had a hover mode. Um, yeah, or like a transport that's a lander. Ex- ex- I mean, we're talking Valkyries, uh, the storm. What uh, Anthony? What are the little marine ones you used to run like five of? Storm talons. Storm talons. Talons were okay. Um, Those are. Just because they were essentially a little bird in 40k. Uh, Storm Ravens were okay despite being broken for most of their existence. <laughs> no, no, no. Hang on. They were broken at the beginning of 8th because Games Workshop didn't know that Neckbeards would play their game. <laughs> and by How the way, uh, <laughs> Neckbeards, we can all leave. We're no longer welcome in, in 40k. <laughs> Something like that. Um, oh, no. I, I come on, man! I had to do it. <laughs> uh, Alex is gonna murder me, so I'm editing that out. Um, but <laughs> the other, it, it is true though. Like the the flyers that don't participate on what you could call the ground level of 40k have always been a little bit off with how they interact with other models. Um, you could never, and and this isn't gonna change with the new rules that much. They can't be assaulted unless you uh, – they couldn't be assaulted until 8th edition. Um, they, before that, they can only be hit on sixes because why? Unless you had a specific rule. Uh, Skyfire. Yeah, Skyfire, for those who remember. Shout out to my long, dearly departed sabers. I still love you guys wherever you are. <laughs> I still never gave you that pair of crutches with the Forge World logo on them. Damn. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> I snapped them in half this edition. Poor Ben Dennis. Yeah, I think any – well, no, no, no. It's not so much that there's that I don't have crutches anymore, Ben. It's just that I found them in another game. Um, oh, good. It's really interesting. If you turn an X-Wing side – like, if you point an X-Wing down, you actually can kind of, like, walk along if you hold the wings, and it's kind of like having crutches. Um, yeah, good enough. But – so let's talk about it. Uh, there is quite a list of the new rules. I'll just start with the first colored section and move on. Uh, aircraft and strategic reserves. So they are bringing back the old rule uh, where a, where flyers can leave the board and re-enter from reserves probably without having to roll. That was always – I never had a problem with that rule. I always thought that was probably the smart way to handle that that part of the flyer model. Right. Yeah, I like that rule a lot. And now they're also going to be able to essentially enter by diving, uh, which is what I'm calling it, not their words. But it's essentially they're going to reappear on the board somewhere, not just you have to move on from a certain board edge, right? 
I was not below the hard ceiling for more than a few seconds. There was no danger. No danger. I had the shot, so I took it, yes. Uh, by the way, listeners, we cannot tell you how many Pop Gun jokes Anthony and I are going to make during this recording. We don't not know. Enough. There is no limit. Just deal with all of them. Um, next up, uh, so you can move. So uh, I'm sorry. You can move within an, an aircraft's engagement or what you would call assault range. Um, but you can't end your movement with ground models on their base. Uh, you can move over their base. You can move over aircraft and their bases whenever they make any kind of move. Uh, you and that includes normal moves and advances. And they also they also don't restrict your movement. So like if you start a turn within one inch of flyers, uh, they don't prevent you from moving away from them. And then last yeah. but not least. Uh, when a model performs a heroic intervention, piles in or consolidate, ignore aircraft unless the, mo the model moving can also fly. So let's talk about that. That sounds like a fairly complicated interaction. Ben, lead on, lead on here. And then we'll have, we'll have Anthony come in second. Yeah, so <laughs> only a couple things have changed here, mainly the uh, heroic intervention one, where there were a lot of shenanigans where you would make a flyer closer to a unit that was locked in combat so that the enemy would have to go towards the flyer so they couldn't actually hit what they were locked in combat with, which was just ridiculous. So that's good that that's gone. Uh, but otherwise, it's mostly the same. You can still move through the bases, but you can't end on top of the base. So unfortunately, flyers can still do a lot of move blocking and a lot of shenanigans that way, which I honestly don't see a way that GW can fix that. The only way that'll change is if they change how they're deployed, which we don't have an official word on yet, right? Yeah, so they haven't mentioned if flyers will have to start off the table like they did in 7th edition. So as of now, I'm assuming they can still start on the table and then fly off and come back on whenever. Right. But we'll have to wait and see until we have all the rules. Yeah. Now. Anthony, you've kind of been my link besides Ben. You've been my other link back to my, my kind of vestigial link back to 40K as I have gotten away from it re until recently. I'm actually kind of excited about some of the rules changes I'm seeing, and I am unpacking some old relics uh, to see about getting back in. You've used flyers. You used a lot of those shenanigans. What does this change indicate to you? Uh... I don't think it's necessarily them a, a change. I think it's them shoring up and showing people how they quote unquote should have been used all along in eighth edition. And I think that this is just a few clarifications about like, Hey, look, this isn't how we wanted them to interact. I think the one big new thing is flyers being able to come on and off the table. I think that's pretty dope. I'm a big fan of that. Oh yeah, right. for sure. So, and because that's also a, a, like one of the things one of the things that is very common in x-wing is we say the best way to avoid damage is to not get shot and yeah this is in my opinion this is probably one of the best defensive measures uh in terms of improving survivability in, in 40k is i don't want to get shot i'm just gonna fuck off <laughs> so i mean there's uh, also the downside of that but you're leaving in your movement phase so now you don't get to have a shooting phase with that flyer. Yes, Ben, that's what so, we call balance. Well, I don't know. I, I actually don't see myself really ever leaving with a flyer unless it's absolutely necessary because the games are so short as it is that losing a 200-point flyer for an entire turn of shooting is almost never going to be worth it just to get a reposition. Well, we also don't know, we also don't know what the new edition is going to do in terms of infantry and vehicle survivability we don't know what new wounds are going to look like we don't know how many things are going to have i mean we're getting indications with some of the you know the war of the spider stuff it doesn't look like a whole lot has changed but uh -huh. until until we find out all of the very all of the important rules interactions this is just something it's an option to have like i'm just gonna oh, yeah. fuck off for one turn you know what i mean and i mean one of the uh, biggest advantages of the eldar flyers was that they got the extra turn yeah. at the end of their move so that they never had to worry about flying off the table and dying, and they would always be in the right position 
And now a lot of these other flyers can do that as well by leaving the table and coming back on. So right. that's a nice little change for them. Or you just or you just enter as if by teleportation right on the spot with whatever facing you want. Uh-huh. So that sounds – that reads to me as more of an equalization towards how good Eldar flyers were more than – how would you say it? More than a general, more than just trying to nerf Eldar, I guess would be the way to say it. Yeah, because the Eldar Flyers were the only ones that could really just play without any support whatsoever. Yeah. You could just bring the Eldar Flyers and they would do their own thing all game and they would do it perfectly. Especially yeah, you'd have, you'd have like two units of Rangers, one unit of bikes, two Farseers, and then nine <laughs> <laughs> and then the squad. <laughs> so hopefully the hopefully they change the rules so that we stop seeing those lists. Although I have a feeling that the the brig the, the new change to detachments is probably going to have an effect on that as well. I think I the new just, battalion still only has two flyer slots, so here's hoping. Maybe well, they'll exactly. just take out and, the airwing detachment. Right, That'd but you know what? That. Yeah, that that costs you. That costs you now. <laughs> Right. Yeah, maybe it costs 10 CP to bring an air wing. Well, we'll find out. Uh, <laughs> but for the moment, at least, where there is a clear indication that they want people to move back, I think, personally, this is what I think. I think 40K was at its best when there was a combination of the Force Org chart, one, you had one list of units you could bring, and then you, there were things that didn't take up Force Org slots. That was, I think, the best way you could have organized this game. And organized You know who also thinks that, you know think that things that don't take up four sword slots was the best part? You know who also thinks that, Vince? Who? Aaron A. Aaron A. Long. Yeah, but Aaron thinks turtles are also horses, so I don't really care. <laughs> and crocodiles. Um, but I, 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 I think that they maybe realized that they went too far with allowing people to bring whatever they want. And that this, this change towards having to buy alternative unit compositions is an end is them trying to move the game back towards more conventional company level armies. That's just my opinion. I would love if the best army in the game was mono codex, mono detachment. That'd be be amazing. That, I mean, let's be fair. Marines got close. (laughs) They were the mono codex, but it's you like still you, brought you got, a lot of got, detachments to try and get got those. Two of, you got two of what you wanted there. Uh, it's just <laughs> the third one was a little a bit little close. Um, next up, uh, terrain rules and line of sight. This has not changed a whole lot, but there is one big change that we're going to get to later. Uh, that oh, I think I want to say one more thing about aircraft. Go ahead. Uh, so the Hell Drake and the Tyranid flyers are still not aircraft. Well, that's because they're not well. <laughs> Yep, so that they're rule. not going to follow these new rules. They'll still Number be able one, to... Tyranids aren't planes. They should have additional, like, they should be a little more flexible just because it's a living thing as opposed to a machine. I'm not opposed to that. As for the Helldrake, it's just fucking weird, man. The, the Helldrake oh, yeah. has always been weird. Three <laughs> sixty. Um, it's, it's never fit 100% either as a flyer or as a monstrous creature, is the oh, way yeah. to say it. Didn't it used to, like, it moved as a flyer, but then it it could land and attack as a as a as a walker. So it was a flyer vehicle that could vector strike, and could three sixty its uh its flame template. Right. So it was OP as shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank God those days are over. Um, <laughs> so we're looking at uh. So now to terrain, they've changed. Okay, I'm gonna start with this. They made a good decision in that they're going back to categorizing terrain. Yes. Not only, not only just in terms of one of them is going to be light cover and it's going to give you this bonus. The other one will be heavy cover and it gives you this bonus. But the different terrain types, you will agree with your opponent before the game and you will agree to these effects. But that it's because of the level of complexity, it adds tactical depth. Did I, did I summarize that about correctly? Yeah. Yeah. So there's the speaking of, we have two kinds of cover now. There's going to be light cover, which adds one to your save against shooting attacks. 
and there's going to be uh, heavy cover, which is adding one to your save against uh, melee weapons, which is not new, or which is new. We have not had any terrain uh, buff your saves in melee combat before that I'm aware of. Yeah, there's been nothing like that. Uh, something interesting about the heavy cover is if you charge someone in heavy cover, they don't get that bonus to their save. Which, huh. uh, you know what, is not wrong. Uh, if yeah. I jump on you over a wall, uh, I'm obviously charging you and your cover is not going to do anything. Whereas if we're in the middle of a brawl, you know, you can move behind something to try to get away from me. You can use that cover to defend yourself in terms of, you know, pulling a piece of bar down. Like, there's – I can't even come up with all the scenarios where being in a wrecked building could protect you from somebody swinging a fucking chainsaw at you. You know what I mean? Think of every action movie ever where the bad guy somehow throws pocket sand at the good guy, right? <laughs> Just think of any Jackie Chan fight scene. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Ladders, crowbars, children, whatever. Use the environment. <laughs> well, well, well and don't for, don't forget the uh, the the rush hour special in the spa where they're throwing ottomans at each other. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well, funnily enough, the model making the charge move can get the cover. Uh, in, okay. that is an interesting. It. Yeah, that's fair. I didn't notice that. Okay, well, hey, Assault Army people, there's your first buff. You can stop crying. You can, you can lower the amount of tears by 5%. Hopefully, that's just a start. We know it's a starting point, and you guys are really in your feelings. But, hey, you know, progress. Um, next up is the obscuring trait. Uh, if this terrain feature is at least 5 inches in height, then you cannot see through or over it. This means that one model is not visible to another if you cannot draw a straight line a millimeter in thickness between them without it passing over or uh, passing through or over any part of the terrain feature. The height of a terrain feature is measured from the highest point. Uh, hopefully. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I am so about this. This, oh, this, yeah. is, uh, this is very this good. This is awesome. This is there a is, much needed there is, balance for the yes. game. There is no uh, more of your fucking retarded, like, oh, well, I can see the left boot of one model in the squad, therefore, get Shrek'd. No, this is so good. We're going to get to a part that I love, by the way, in about a minute, but I also wanted to say, hopefully people realize to play this within reason and that an antenna doesn't count as the highest fucking point on a model. <laughs> Okay. Well, I, no, no, no. They're talking about terrain. Like, if a piece yeah. of terrain is more than five inches tall. Well, there are, there are terrain pieces that have, like, antenna and communication parts on them. Okay. So, All right. Uh, well, the sure. height of the terrain... What, do you mean, like, a terrain feature on the ground with an antenna? Yeah. Because then it just wouldn't the have the obscuring trait. So this Look, man, trait is only going to be on, like, big walls and stuff. The some of the administratum buildings, I think, still have relays on them and stuff like that. I'm just saying, I'm using the word antenna as a stand-in for any really small but tall or extended part of a building that is obviously not going to interfere with somebody shooting. You know, like any kind of decorative attachment is what I'm trying to imply. I got you. Thank you. Uh, Anthony speaks my fucking language. Um, <laughs> this is the part that I love is the second paragraph. Models that are on or within this terrain feature can be seen or targeted normally. Aircraft models and models with a wound characteristic of 18 or more are visible and can be targeted even if this terrain feature is in between it and the firing model. Now, I'm reading this a certain kind of way. You guys tell me if I'm wrong. This means that an infantry model can shoot through a terrain feature at a knight. Yes. But a knight cannot shoot back. Yes, it says yeah. note that the reverse is not true. Correct. This is so overdue, I can't even begin to explain it. <laughs> this rule should have been implemented when the knight and the wraith knight were added to 40k. This should have been, yeah. like, instantly. Because I have, <laughs> one of the things that I've always hated about this game is that 
And I, and I, it's the same thing I complain about when it comes to the current way that vehicles use their weapons. Just because your track sees my boot does not mean we have the same ability to inflict damage. I can take my gun and in an abstract position shoot you because I am a living creature with the ability to do that. You cannot take the turret off the top of your tank and put it down on ground level. You know what I'm saying? Says you. <laughs> okay. Do <laughs> you get what I'm like? You get what I'm saying? You said oh, yeah. chaos tank before. <laughs> sure. If the fucking thing, terminators can like maybe flesh meld the gun, whatever. Point is, this is a much needed buff for infantry models to be able to combat larger models while also being protected from being shot back. I know yeah, I can tell you level right of, off the top yeah. of my head who's going to love this. Uh, Guard-heavy weapon teams are going to love this. Um, yes. Devastators. Marine Devastators, Chaos Havocs, I don't even think the second one still exists, are going to love this. Oh, they uh, do. They're cool models, too. They I are mean, cool even models, just I a think. Dreadnought with a twin LAS cannon. Now he can shoot a knight, and the knight can't shoot him. Uh... It's not just infantry. As long as he's got less than 18 wounds and he's not an aircraft, so a predator can sit behind one of these obscuring features, shoot a knight, and be safe from getting shot back unless the knight moves around it. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. Uh, oh, I'm now, I'm just, because you said that, Ben, I'm just dreading that they're going to bump Lehman Russ's up to 19 wounds just to tell me to fuck myself. <laughs> Would oh, that I think be- you'll be fine with that. <laughs> But Vince, you have to ask yourself, is that 19 wounds indicative of three hole points like it was in seventh? I hate you so much right now. <laughs> Anthony's, referring to my long, Anthony's referring to one of my long-held post-traumatic stress disorder uh, <laughs> triggers where Lehman Russ has had the same number of hole points as a fucking drop pod. And uh, a dreadnought. And a dreadnought. Hey, you know what my favorite thing about this rule is? A land raider is only 16 wounds. <laughs> that we know of. Sneaky, sneaky land raiders. That we know of. <laughs> that we know of. We don't know how many well, wounds a land raider is. Well, they're not changing data sheets. They're changing some points. But they have not said anything about changing data sheets. Which is, go if, if they decide to give land raiders two more wounds, there's going to be a hilarious land raider v. land raider meta for like six months until all the Space Marine books get their updates, and I'm here for it. All right. Um, next up, I welcome our new Land Raider overlords. <laughs> you should be welcoming your new uh, War of the Rat infantry overlords because that Land Raider ain't going to save you from my four, my 84 point suicide melta squad, motherfucker. What are you talking about? It can shoot in combat now. So, so good. Okay. <laughs> You seem to be under the the idea that there's going to be combat. <laughs> yeah, but you can't shoot me in combat. Melee Land Raiders. New oh meta. Heard it here first. <laughs> this is the fun part about new edition wish listing is that we can just say dumb shit and no one can tell us we're wrong. Um, we're bring three Land Raider Redeemers and use them as melee vehicles in White Scars. This is why I brought Ben on the show, folks. Those cutting edge, <laughs> the cutting edge list building, te- uh, list building that we all needed. Um, uh, next up, the first uh, two types of cover. The first type of cover we're being given uh, is called the. It's the classic, the original ruins. Uh, area terrain is scalable, so hopefully, I don't think they've given us an example of all of these traits, but we are going to see them eventually. Uh, yeah, so I think we can kind of figure it out too. Yeah. So scalable, breachable, light cover, defensible, and obscuring. So I think aerial fists should be able to either ignore or attribute all of those things to any unit ever. <laughs> scalable, they can yes. climb their own, and make horrible Voltron configuration. Like no, 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 I don't scale it. I just breach it. So here's a funny question: <laughs> What if scalable and breachable indicates that they're bringing back? Uh, random movement into terrain so i have a feeling scalable just means you can climb it and breachable means infantry can move through it move through the move through any kind of wall yeah. without penalty because the armored container doesn't have breachable yeah so 
infantry can't go through that, but they could go through ruins. Right. What do you think about it's a defensible? Do you think that that's like a denial of charge bonus? Yeah, so I'm not certain on that one. Yeah. Uh, it might be like an Overwatch bonus or something. Oh, uh, okay. That would be cool. But who knows? Yeah. And then the other one they told us is, as Ben just said, armored containers that are obstacles with light cover, scalable, and exposed position. I'm going to assume that exposed position means that you don't get the light cover bonus. Like if you're standing on top of it? Right. So you only get if you're behind it? That yeah. would make sense. That's, that's what I am going to guess that that's what that means. Or some similar modification of the light cover rule. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I, I I think this is this is a reversal of what they tried to do with terrain in eighth edition, which is they tried to take all the complexity out of it and just say you're either in cover or you're not. Yeah. Because that's a shitty rule. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I, I've like I like that they've made it complex while also keeping the general categories of ruins, armored containers, because if you had to go into a game and determine every piece of terrain being scalable, breachable, light cover, yeah. all this stuff, that's a ridiculous amount of bookkeeping. Yep. But if you can say, this is ruins, here's all the rules for ruins, Yeah. that's great. Much it's, it, like I said, it's bringing, back, it's, it's bringing back the level of tactical complexity that the old terrain rules used to have without going into, without having to spend the first 20 minutes of a game fighting over what everything's going to do. Yeah. The arcade phase. Okay. They're making the it more efficient. <laughs> the, uh, the argument phase. That's fantastic. Um, all right. Last but not least, uh, this is a little more specific, but we are going to look at the blast rules just because it occupies an important place in my heart. Uh, <laughs> So blast weapons, if a blast weapon targets a unit that is between 6 and 10 models, it always makes a minimum of 3 attacks. Let me just say right off the top, that's not good enough. Moving on. Um, so if when determining how many attacks are made with that weapon, the, the dice rolled results in less than 3, make 3 instead. Uh, da, 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 da. The rest of it is just for example. Two, when a blast weapon targets a unit that has 11 or more models, do not roll dice. Uh, to randomly determine how many attacks are made. Instead, make the maximum number of attacks possible. Can I just say, holy fucking shit, Wyverns just got really good? Yeah, Well, we don't know if they have Blast. Okay. If Wyverns have Blast, they will be the best unit in the game. (laughs) um, Well, they'll be the best unit in the game if you happen to play... If you have 11 or more models. Um, Not to mention, they still are are only Strength 4. Like, but they rear all wounds. So. But if I have 24 automatic hits. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then you take Vigilus and you fire twice with one of them. Yeah. And they ignore Clever and then they get extra AP on sixes to wound. And you can bring squadrons of, I think, three of them. Well, you can only ever... Find yeah. where okay. table an Orc player on turn one. <laughs> okay, so what we're confirming is that Wyverns will not have the Blast special rule. Because I think what we're going I, I think Blast is going to be, if it was a large Blast in 7th Ed, it's going to have the Blast rule in 9th Ed. So, like, Battle Cannons, uh, Basilisks. What about, okay, let me, let me ask you a, a, an edge case. Plasma Cannons. Well, that yes. a small Blast. So you don't think Plasma, plasma weapons are going to have a minimum Blast? They're going to knock no, out a minimum number plasma of Plasma Cannons are only D3 shots anyways. Okay, so that's a, then you're saying no. No. Okay, just checking. Um, but the demolisher is going to have this rule, probably. I think so. Yeah. Uh, so the- people who bring uh, intercessors, just pick them up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> just, just pick them up. You ain't gonna, you ain't gonna need them twice. <laughs> uh, so my rest didn't move. Do you want to pick the models up now? <laughs> <laughs> Well, hold up, no, because if we still have if we still have the same turret rule, it doesn't matter if we moved or not. <laughs> That's what uh, I'm saying. Yep. All right. So just imagine a a chaos knight with two thermal cannons shooting at a unit of six centurions. <laughs> <laughs> um, All dead. 
And then the last rule is a clar clar clarification of something people were asking when we found out that tanks are able to shoot in combat, which we'll talk about after this because we skipped that last week. Uh, blast weapons cannot be used firing into close combat, which, sad face. Makes sense. Yeah. I, okay. It kind of makes sense. Well, no, because if you shoot a tank shell, if you as a tank commander shoot a tank shell 13 feet away from your tank, there's going to be some, you know, danger close aspect to that shot. So, yes. But at the same time, if you're only so if you're chaos, having you're to be able to ignore it, don't give a shit. I, I, I just want to say this one thing. If your alternative is having the hatch torn open and a bunch of angry gene stealers jump in and rip your head off, I think you'll take your chances shooting the ground in front of your tank. Well, that's what heavy bolter sponsons are for. And that's oh, what yeah. Overwatch Yes, heavy bolter sponsons. Thank or you, heavy flamer sponsons. Okay. <laughs> Which is, I think, probably what it, it won't become standard, but if you're going to bring tanks, you might want to bring some heavy flamer sponsons. Uh, Especially in the 24 uh, inch range tanks like uh, Punishers or Demolishers. A Punisher shouldn't, doesn't exist in 40k anymore. What are you talking about? In what world? In my Punisher's world. Punisher's still great. He's just mad and bitter that the Pasquisher no longer is a thing. It's okay. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just mad and bitter that I even need Punishers because they took away my instant death shells. Oh, Pumpkin. Um, well, no, you I just have to... Strike missiles are getting blasted, so... Uh... Oh, my God. <laughs> so, wait, what you're, saying is that, so what, you're, what you're saying is that if I hit a, a mob of orcs with a Death Strike missile, it will do 24 automatic mortal wounds? Uh, I think uh, so. Yep. <laughs> but you still can't shoot it until, like, turn five, so that's too bad. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, you know what? I can finally kill Ludas now. There it is. There you go. Fr uh, fringe benefits. All right. Um, but let's talk about tanks actually being able to fight in combat with their most effective weapons, not uh, weapon skill, the equivalent of weapon skill two. And only and being like strength seven with no AP. I like, love it. How how tracks great again? Let's not ask how much of it. Or like if this is a change, how uh, if this is going to change the game. Let us instead ask how much. So I think it's just going to hugely change the variety of what you see. Because before, a vehicle was only worth bringing, really, if it had fly, or if it had some sort of invulnerable save, or if it had some sort of gimmick to get out of combat. Yeah. And now it doesn't matter. Like, you can bring a Predator. And so what? You got tagged by a gene stealer on turn one. This Doesn't makes me good, and I'm here for it. I'm excited for it because, quite frankly, the all infantry on infantry stuff was getting kind of annoying. I yeah, don't need disagree some on any particular point of either one of you because I'm the biggest treadhead out of anyone in this group. <laughs> um, I, I just wish it apply. I I just wish it wasn't. And this will depend – actually, this matters. To, uh, back to what we were talking about earlier with plasma cannons, Ben. I almost don't want them to have the blast rule so I can shoot them in combat. But at the same time, I do want them to have the blast rule so I can shoot them and have a guaranteed three hits. Yeah, it is a nice trade-off. It's like right, you want either, the extra hits, but you're going to lose a lot of output if you get tagged. Yeah. Or do you want that just sustained fire every turn no matter what happens? Right, and it, because they're because they're they're only D three, we don't know exactly how that's going to work with blast. Um, they're not going to guarantee you three hits on a six man squad of marines. That I'm right. Did I read that wrong? Yeah, so I don't imagine any D three weapons would be a a blast because then it just means shooting anything six plus is maximum hits. Well, I mean, there are certain weapons where that would be, strictly speaking, not raw. Like, the Damala here was only D6 if there was an X number of models in the unit it was shooting five. at in the first place. Or five. Yeah, but then it, it just got changed to be D6 always. Uh-huh. When the Space Marine book came out. Oh, I see. Oh, 
so there's two kind of demolisher cannons now, the haves and the have-nots? No, they, they FAQ'd the guard one to be D6 always. I'm just yeah. remembering back in the bad days of Imperial Guard missile launchers and Marine missile launchers where one was strength three and one was strength four. Well, now you're going to have a Stardis chain swords and normal chain swords. Okay. Just on that off topic, I'm perfectly fine with an eight <laughs> foot tall, you know, like monster, half a ton monster having a different chain sword than a dude that has been eating gruel his whole life. I'm just, just put it out there. Like to <laughs> me, to that bring makes back sense. The double chain sword Vanguard vets. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, really you want... can't just use the chain sword in combat. <laughs> chain sword go burr. <laughs> <laughs> you need a pistol and a melee weapon. What are you talking about? I have a frag grenade. I don't know. It's it, it, whatever when someone tries to take away your chainsword. This is not a. It's like that. What's that? Um, that line from Pitch Black. Where he's like, I said no. Uh, I said no shivs. I said no chainswords. This isn't a chainsword. It's a home. It, it's a uh, home dec home decor and styling device. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I use this every day. Yeah. Oh my God. Now I'm just thinking of a marine doing home improvement. Uh, <laughs> no, I, well, no, just I, mean, <laughs> I don't think so, brother captain. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm a child. Oh. All right. Oh, anything else we've seen that you guys want to jump on real quick? Uh, everything that I have ever seen from these new Primaris releases is absolutely awesome and fuck the haters. I okay. do not care if you don't like the Marnius cart. It is dope as shit. <laughs> Marnius cart? I wish I were funny enough to have invented that myself. Whoever did the, whoever came up with that, that's easy, but whoever came up with it, you're on the good list. I have, have a Merry Christmas. I hope Santa brings you many blessings. Um, I will say one thing. I hate that Space Marines have that immobile gun turret. To me, oh, you mean your sabers? Yeah, that, that one looks kind of silly. But not only does it look silly, to me, that's like an indication of everything that Marines aren't. Unless you're Imperial Fists. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just a, a weird Thunderfire cannon. It's, it's not even... Two suppressors it's just a double gun turret. And make it a Thunderfire cannon. There like, you go. There's no, re there's no reason for Marines to have that turret when a Predator exists. Yeah. Like, or they already people... had forge-rolled turrets or thunderbird yeah. cannons or any of like, these other things. Not to demean my own favorite faction, but when Marines need to hold ground, they call guardsmen. Like, that's not what they're for. <laughs> that's what we're for. <laughs> so, and, like, I, I don't know. I, I guess I just prefer Marines kind of in the shock assault offensive army-building fashion, not the we're going to gun line it up and just try to be tough, you know, guardsmen with better armor. Yeah. That's just me, though. That new captain is one of the coolest models they've ever made, though. Oh, with the shield, with the, the skeleton shield? With the yeah. whole entire skeleton on the shield. The and the shield. knight, like, the medieval knight visor that he pulls yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, it's like kind a of a shame model. for being Imperial Fist, though. Say that one more time? It's I said it's a shame that he'll never be an Imperial Fist, though, because they only ever found uh, Rogaldorn's hand, right? There's a joke here that I'm missing. Ben, uh, translate. Well, there would just be a hand on the shield, then. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so much help. Uh. <laughs> yeah, but this coffee is not doing enough tonight. Um, should we? Should we talk about? what the new Necrons look like and the fact that some of the, the new Necron heavy destroyer actually looks like what a heavy destroyer should look like. Not just, Hey, we changed the gun a little bit. I like the legs a lot more than I like the hover, the hovery bits for sure. Much oh, more menacing, much scarier. Yeah. The melee leg ones. Yes. Yeah. They, they released the, uh, the big two handed weapon rules too. It was like plus two strength, minus four AP, three flat damage. Oh, no, thank you. Terrifying. <laughs> yeah, that'll work. <laughs> that'll probably that'll deal with your close combat problems days. fairly effectively. So it's either strength seven or eight, I bet. I, I bet you that strength. Uh, 
It's Necrons, though. Like, they hardly ever go above five. No, they. a lot of their stuff is base strength five. That's what I mean. Their base strength hardly ever goes above five. Right, right. So that means that it'd be a strength seven weapon, because war sites back in way back when were all strength seven. Oh, that's true. But that, that was when melee weapons had, like, a set strength. Most of them had a set strength. So yeah. who, who knows what a war scythe would be today? Or a real war scythe, not a, we changed how everything, all the melee weapons work. Don't ask questions. Fuck you. Um, how many hull points is this war scythe worth? <laughs> <laughs> I need a minute. <laughs> Let's talk about the contents of the new starter box. I'm not going to put on any kind of weird voice. It's Indominus. Uh, it is Ultramarines against Necrons or whatever you want to paint your Marines, I guess, um, against Necrons. We talked about the new Primaris Captain with the shield and the skeleton on it. It has another Primaris Lieutenant because we need more. Um, yes, this one is dope. <laughs> not, it, look, I'm not saying they have, like, it's Vol not cool. Neo-Volkite pistol, right? Yeah, he's got Volkite, he's got Storm Shield. This dude's awesome. It, yeah. Uh, the Primaris Chaplain, looking very Chaplain-y. I like now, this one more I'm than not, the old Chaplain. I am not claiming to be a prophet, okay? I am not, I am not claiming that I know more things than anyone else, but I will not stop laughing uh, through this entire edition if storm shields no longer confer a three plus invulnerable save i they, won't if, laugh i will pop champagne every week every monday at nine nine a.m on a monday i will drink another bottle of champagne if they finally fix that stupidity where marines get three plus walking invul saves on generic models for no fucking reason. Now they're going to go down to one point each. Just you watch. Shut up, Ben. Um, <laughs> next up is my favorite model of the bunch because it's fucking sweet. Uh, are we going with Judici Ju uh, the Judicar? Is that what people are going with? Judici. Yes, Judicar. Okay. Well, there's an I in there. Yeah, but it's Latin. No. It's fake Latin. You never know how these. How when those has anyone works. ever taken a word at? face value from Games Workshop and pronounced it the way they wanted to. Fine, we'll it's just call him Judy then. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm very fine calling this guy Judge Judy with that fucking sword. <laughs> um, Judge, jury, and executioner Judy. I, I honestly, I think my favorite part about this model is the fact that he's supposed to have a great, he's, he has like a Space Marine great coat. Yes. And then he has an hourglass basically letting yeah. you know it's time for me to come fuck your shit up. Your time is run out. Yeah, it says he Straight can up. mess with time. He's a time-traveling space marine. Okay, if this means he can, like, knock people down to initiative one and kill them before they swing back with his fucking gigantic Zweihander of death, I am so on board with this, I can't even properly explain it. Yeah, like if we can make people swing last, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, which I bet you that's exactly what it is. I would go. I would be very surprised if that's not what it is. It's like I think old, it's going to be like a loyalist master of executions. Oh yeah, uh, he's. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what it is. Can we talk about the armor on this model though? I mean, just the design. All the rivets, yeah. Yeah. The only it's thing just, I don't like is the helmet. I'd say. That ain't no like helmet. Their, you mean the no helmet? That is a helmet. Look, you can see his eyes in there. Dude, that's I'm pretty sure that's just his head. No, that's a helmet. Look, you can see the skin from his eyes through the oh, eye holes. Okay. I, I I had always assumed that that was just his head and he was wearing – and the bandana is his executioner's mask. No, nah, that's a helmet. All right. I'm really disappointed. <laughs> I, I think it looks – in my head cannon, that looks way better as, like, a fucking skull. Um, Too bad. It's a helmet now. <laughs> Blade Guard veterans, uh, I mean, Power Sword and Storm Shield. Yeah, they are yes. really similar to the Victrix Guard from earlier, but now any chapter can take them. They're sweet. I, I, I like the models. I just don't know. 
I, I feel like they're probably going to be one of those units that looks really cool on the shelf, but is pretty much garbo on the table. Oh, yeah, they're probably going to suck. Cause... They're going to tank wounds for important HQs is probably what it'll be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Blade Guard Ancient. Uh, Did anybody else think he had a lame hand that was just, like, way longer than the other one? Uh, when they yeah, first a gimpy it? hand. <laughs> <laughs> this is my strong hand. I do I, – I, I think this my actually gym. would have – I'm just going to say it. I think this would have been a really cool chaplain model with the robes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I see a lot of librarian conversions coming out of this guy, too. Yeah. You know what? And he's, uh, and it looks like he's got an iron halo, which means four-up invul save. So yep. that's interesting. They're just passing those iron halos out like candy now. Hey, like look, the storm shields. Dude, it only costs 40 points. I get a refractor field for 25 points. <laughs> Fuck it. Throw the iron halo around. I'd rather have a storm shield for two points, but you know. Uh, you know what? <laughs> Stop talking about the fact that the storm shield is an abomination and shouldn't <laughs> exist. Um, eradicators. These look like just some kind of special weapon squad for Marines. Melta. Yeah. So they're Gravis armor. So they're going to be like uh, aggressors. Okay. Three, squad, three wounds. Hell yes. Long I have a feeling they're probably going to suck, though, because Melta's kind of suck this edition, which is well, no, they're No, no, no. They are Melta rifles, rifles, so they're even longer range. So a multi-Melta? No. I'm thinking... <laughs> so they said they're longer range Meltas. So to me, that either means assault or assault one... 18 inches or like rapid fire 24. I was thinking, I was thinking Tau, Anthony, I was thinking like old Tau Malta. 18, like 18 inches of salt one was exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. That's pretty dumb. Um, I, I get that. Let's talk about me and Anthony's favorite set out of this entire box. Uh, yes. The, the assault intercessors. These so are dynamic. Gorgeous. These are just gorgeous. So good. These, these are just I'm, amazing. Yeah. With the new, uh, with the new uh, Astartes only chain swords, by the way. Yes. Um, Rome. Perfect for all your Necron warrior and giant scorpion creature destroying needs. Um, You're also looking at probably four attacks each, assuming that the chain sword only gives them a bonus of one attack. Oh yeah, I think yeah, four sounds. Shock assault, one base <clears throat> charge bonus. Regular charge bonus and the Stardust Chain Sword four. Yeah, you can make the veteran intercessors for an extra attack. Oh man! All right, let's not say dumb shit. Uh, <laughs> now white scars from turn three on, they'll be two damage. Yes. Chop chop. Now the other thing too is is an Astartes Chain Sword native minus one AP. Is that why I, they're Astartes? I think so, but I don't know if they've. Confirmed anything. Next up, uh, chonkier bikes than uh, yes. than they used to be. Okay, Primarily. is it just me, yeah. or do these look dead ass like the bike from Judge Dredd? A little bit, like like exactly from the still for the Stallone version of Judge Dredd. I am Does that the bike. Yeah. Be able to turn at all? No, <laughs> they lean. They lean. They all they, need to they, turn. <laughs> I am wondering how that front wheel turns. No, no, no. They don't. They don't turn the wheels. That's that's ridiculous. The it looks literally. You just you just lean on the bike. You don't actually move the the steering column at all. So it's like it's like the brute rolly things from Halo Three. Yes, exactly. All right. Um, not not real excited about those. I must admit, I have never been a fan of attack bikes and uh, the the bigger ones. Um, the new Necron Overlord looks a lot more like an Overlord, I have to admit. Oh, absolutely. This, Instead of just, hey, this warrior has a scythe. Exa yes. That was always the complaint about the Necron characters is that they never looked any different from the warriors, which in the old Necron fluff kind of fit because they were all supposed to be the same thing. But now that they moved on to, and you didn't hear me say this, Tomb Kings in Space. Um, they do need to do a better job of making the Overlord stand out, and they did. Uh, the Royal Warden, which I'm going to assume is the replacement for or some form of the Immortal, is awesome. Like to me, that's a just looks Necron like Necron Lieutenant. Yeah, 
He's a Necron Primaris Lieutenant. You think so? <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. I I wouldn't be surprised if they were just like, if they were just a, a replacement for Immortals or if they were like Marines uh, or Celestians for Sisters. Yes, he even has a white stripe on his head. Oh, Necron. Okay. Yep. He's a Primaris Lieutenant. He's a Primaris Lieutenant. <laughs> uh, the Plasmancer, which uh, this is probably the lamest model. I think it's a spooky cryptic. Yeah, spooky, yeah, floaty cryptic. Spooky, scary skeletons. Blah blah blah. Uh, With the biggest all the Necron, ever. All the Necron nerds are going ape shit though, because back in sixth, when you could select like specializations for your cryptex, it says right here that it's a harbinger of destruction, and that was definitely one of the specializations. So, the Space Egypt boys are going crazy. Yeah. Um. Interesting. Crypto thralls looking an awful lot like some kind of evolution of flayed ones. I heard them described as uh, kegged ones. As what? Oh my god. <laughs> kegged ones? Keg guardians? Yes. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, that's... No. Chug, 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 chug. You just ruined my appreciation for this model completely. <laughs> I, I cannot take this thing seriously anymore. It, it, you know what? Now that you say that, it looks like somebody took a keg and strapped it onto a bunch of droid, uh, uh, Star Wars droid legs. <laughs> I'm meant to co for commerce, not destruction. Yeah. Now here's the here's the one that we. I'm pretty sure this is the one we saw in the trailer, which is the Scorpec Lord. Uh, yes. Yeah. That's fucking looking, sweet. Looking like a boss from looking Dune. like looking oddly like a Tyrant, like a T Rex. I, I'm getting, I'm getting, dinosaur like giant dinosaur vibes off of this thing just with the way he's looking at me. Like, like, like I'm a snack and he's fitting to fuck my shit up. <laughs> I'm telling you, he he 100% looks like a bad guy from Doom. He does look like yes, he does look like a bad guy from Doom. I like that he has a scar for no reason. Well, I mean, sometimes uh, the reason is it's cool. It, okay, that's fair. Um, next up, the Scorpec Destroyers, which uh, yep. may or may not be Ushapti in space, but I didn't say anything. Uh, Looking thick as hell with three C's, legs for days, big <laughs> fan. <laughs> Extra thick. Um, I, I I like the one where it's where it's got the it, it the, how do you describe it? Its arms are literally half blades. Yes. Like it's like it just is gonna run into a mob of things and start spinning around in circles, cutting shit well, in half. Who I am? I do not know who I am. I do not know why I'm here. All I know is I must kill. Yeah. Then uh, this is the weird. This is a weird one. The plasma site. This is what yes, is this? This is the evolved keg guardian. I'll tell you exactly how this model was built. Some GW nerd had a bunch of bits left over and literally just went went full orc on it, sprayed some glue into his bits box and shook it a bunch, and it came out as this. I I can't really disagree. Like I don't is this supposed to be it's some a kind cool of like looking model? So it looks like it's supposed to be some kind of support character. Yes. Or model, I guess. We don't know if it's a character. It uses so that it little. It infuses little the destroyers with tainted energy. Yes, he uses that little pincery thing at the end there, to uh, to to give them all kinds of, I don't know, Stare make lines. them angrier. I guess. Are you guys getting the weirdly cute vibe off of this? Because I'm not. No. 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 I understand why people would think that. I also <laughs> understand those people need to go to therapy. Those people need to <laughs> seek help. Um. The Kinetic Reanimator. So, I think maybe it's just the pose is letting this model down. It's yeah. War of the Worlds. It, it is, but it's if they had... If they, this is the one I think probably has the most room to improve from people converting it. I'll put it that way. Yes. Also, I bet this probably acts a lot like a Talos, where it can... It's good on its own in combat, but it will also be able to like suck the life out of shit, or it'll yeah. be an aura of effect where it helps Necrons. It, 
I would not be surprised, actually, if it helped with we'll be back. It honestly, to me, looks like a, uh, a Strider from Half-Life, but that could be just me. I mean, the Strider from Half-Life was a fairly ubiquitous design. It didn't stand out in any one particular way other than the kind of like weird fish underwater crustacean vibe it had going. Which we've, we've got right here. Yeah. The uh, spindle. I don't know. It's a spindliness. And I guess the, the general PTSD I got the first time I saw a Strider in that game was, you know. Plus, you know, the noise. <laughs> What's that? Plus the noise they make. Yeah, no thanks. I'd yep, like to no. not revisit that. And uh, they finally have improved the Necron Warrior. And the Scarabs. Don't I skip don't, the Scarabs. I don't Monster? care about the Scarabs. You know what? These are cute. This is no different than the four. These are just the Forge World Scarabs now in GW plastic. You uh, asked me why I skipped them because there's nothing new about them. Oh, you didn't know that. Get out of here. I didn't know that they were <laughs> not new, but I, they didn't look new. They totally look new. Their legs are slightly longer. And their head is more separate from their body. They look, okay, they look like sizes. Remember when you could infect somebody with scarabs and then they just burst into a scarab swarm? Good times. I don't remember that, but <laughs> that sounds like a rule I would have screamed at if it had happened. Oh, wait, no, 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 I do remember that. Yeah. Because also you could do it, because I remember at the same time, couldn't you do it with rippers? Uh, maybe? I think the, I think I remember, the rule was called, like, the Sarge is acting strange. Yeah, that sounds about right. It was something they would like reduce that. your Lehman Rust to, like, four armor all around? Oh, we're not talking about that rule. <laughs> Fuck that. I don't ever want to remember that. Um, last but not least, the new Necron Warriors. The guns are Go improved. The, the guns are improved. Like No more Lego lightsaber rods. No yes, more Lego lightsaber rods. And by the bro, way, they have bro. giant fucking axes on the end, so they're like gun halberds. Yep. Yeah, and they have some variety with. now in different weapons. Yeah. And according to the to the release here, you can give every single warrior either or option uh, in that box. So kind of a first kind of a, a faction first thing, giving people multiple options for the for the starter box. I'm kinda excited about that. Well it is they the also first time it is the first time that Necron Warriors have an alternative weapon. Uh yes. Ever. Yep. New um, stuff. All good. So that's a good that's a good change. Hopefully we'll hear less crying uh, because God knows I can't take it anymore. Um, There's always <laughs> crying in this hobby. That is true. Oh, but Necron players are like the guard of of its eighth edition. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. You can relate to that. <laughs> All right. I deserve that. I'm just gonna take that. I'm gonna take that one on the chin and just move on. Um, I like the guy in the uh, the top right who has like a big hole in his head. Old one eye status. The legend never dies. Old one circuit. Nope. You know what? I, I like the dude who you can see his brain. You could see his fucking brain. That's who he's talking about. Oh, is it? Because uh, there's a guy in the second row whose eye is literally missing. So I, got, oh, I wasn't yeah, sure which one you were talking about. Yeah, these are these are good sculpts. These these are indeed. This is this is a good sculpt. Oh, and I know that somebody's yelling at their uh, at their podcast right now. They also mentioned earlier that there are definitely head swaps for the marine characters and the other marine models. It's not just the Necrons that have bits options in this new box. I would expect that. I mean, I would hope. No, 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 well, no. It's it's an it's a new thing because before all of the monosculpts were monosculpts. Yeah, yeah. And it was, you know, this this head torso and one leg, you know, kind of slap dashed in one piece onto another head, uh, you know, half head torso other leg piece. Yeah, all the push and fit stuff. Like options. You have helmet options. You have some stuff that you can do. So it's more like a real kit as opposed to a start box. Right. Right. So it'll be equally useful to new players as it is to the OGs who want to convert the hell out of it. Yeah, and not to sound like a GW shill, but they also mentioned that this box wasn't going to be around for forever. So if you want it, come get it. 
Also, if you want it, uh, talk to Anthony. He's looking for a second box to uh, trade out for another half of Necrons. Oh, no, I'm not. I already got that set up. <laughs> you're already you're already locked down? <laughs> yeah. He I know, has I know. His, uh, his address, his full name, and his social security number. Hit him up. Yeah, and his tax, and his uh, government tax ID. <laughs> Going to need the first 16 digits of your credit card and the last three on the back. Thank you, everyone. That is our episode for this week. It will be going up uh, the first day. This will be up will be Monday the 15th, and we will be returning with regular service on Thursday. This is just a slight schedule malfunction. Everything's fine here now. How are you? Bye, everyone. <laughs>